Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action, and joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, we always like to start the show off with a bang by giving out our favorite underdogs for the night, uh, the upcoming night. That'll be Tuesday, March 8th. And you and I were just discussing, this is one of uh, maybe our favorite card betting cards of the season so far. And part of that is because I think there's a couple of viable underdogs and we'll start with the one you like. That's the New Jersey Devils. They're plus 170 hosting the Colorado Avalanche minus 210. The over under here is six. The Avs are playing on Monday night at UBS arena against the Islanders. So they'll be on a back-to-back here. The Devils are off on Monday. So a good scheduling spot for the Devils and a team that I think we both would agree has been generally unlucky and deserve better than what they've, uh, the results that they've got this season. Yes, absolutely. And uh, they'll face Darcy Kemper. We've, uh, we've talked about him quite a bit. He's um, looks like he's gotten back to his, uh, his inconsistent ways lately. While the Devils, uh, Nico Dawes has been sneaky good. And I think that they've started about 20 goaltenders this year, but I think that, that they've um, that they'll be settling on uh, on on Dawes here. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get hurt as well. But um, yeah, I, I think that he's he, he's been good lately. Kemper's been inconsistent. They're gonna catch the Avalanche on a on, on a back to back here um, after what should be a very uh, very difficult game against the against the Islanders. I I I don't think that that's gonna be straightforward for the. Uh, for, for the Avs at, at all. Um, as you mentioned, the Devils have been playing, um, they've been playing well lately. They have, um, b- before the Blues game, they they did come off a couple of unlucky losses um, and the Avs number should be inflated. I will say that the market is bullish on New Jersey right now. Um, we've seen them as good-sized dog uh, take take quite a bit of money um, throughout the day um, in their game. So I would expect that if Dawes does get confirmed early, I like the Devils, I'll be on the Devils. And if you like them as well, then you should be moving on them early once that Dawes confirmation comes through. Yeah, in all likelihood, I'll be with you on New Jersey, but they are one of a few underdogs that I like. And the one I want to highlight is, and there's no surprise here, the Ottawa Senators. They're a big price, plus 240 against the St. Louis Blues, who are at home, minus 300. The over-under here is set at six. We can keep talking about how Ottawa punches up better than basically any of the bottom dwellers in the NHL. The return on investment on Ottawa at plus 150 or better is nowhere. No one's even close to uh, where they are in terms of being a big underdog. And I like the path to success here against St. Louis, a team that generally, because of They just haven't had their full roster all season. They don't really drive play all that well. Uh, they do get results through good goaltending from Ville Husso or Jordan Bennington, whoever's in net uh, for them. And but through a deep offense that finishes its scoring chances very opportunistically. So I do think that Ottawa's offense, which has a high ceiling, should have some scoring chances against a St. Louis Blues defense that is leakier than most contenders are. So I like Ottawa here at way over two to one. They're plus 240. Can't look away from Ottawa when they get that high. So be back on the sense. 
My only hesitation here is that the Blues have performed below expectations the last couple of games. So that's not a situation where I want to fade a team when they are performing um, below what I expect. I've been fine with the Blues for the most part. Um, Defensively, the last few games, they are struggling to put together a consistent offensive game, which has plagued them for, for a while. Forsberg should start for Ottawa. I like him. I think he's having a good season, and I still think he's flying under the radar a bit. If he does get the start against Huso, um, this is a situation where I would be uh, looking at the uh, at the under in this game. Yeah, Forsberg gets the nod. Uh, I think Matt Murray is going to be day to day for a while here. So, uh, I think the the goaltending edge. It's even though Huso's had a, a spelled binding season, Forsberg, like you said, has been like Nico Dawes under the radar, been very yeah. very good for for Ottawa and gives them. Uh, once again, if you have a good goaltender, a hot goaltender is a big underdog. You become pretty live really quick. So the Devils plus 170 right now, the Senators plus 240. Those are our two favorite underdogs on a loaded 11 game slate. Let's jump into the rest. Um, Florida and Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. This is probably the headliner, unless you want to count Coyotes wings as the headliner, which is <laughs> where I'm going. Uh, Panthers are minus 115 traveling to Pittsburgh minus 105. The over under here is six and a half. Florida is on the second leg of a back-to-back. In this one, they're playing Buffalo on Monday night. Spencer Knight will get that start, so we can assume he won't be going uh, against Pittsburgh. The Penguins have been hilariously streaky over the past few months. Six wins in a row, then four losses in a row, then four wins in a row, then three losses in a row, then three wins in a row. Uh, That's where we find them right now. The Panthers, meanwhile, they're doing what they've been doing all season, winning uh, games that are pretty... Remarkable clip. They're driving play really well, but their goaltending has been an issue. Uh, part of that, I think, is because they are a little bit leakier on uh, defense than you'd expect out of a team near the top of the standings. Uh, this game is, is a pretty easy one for me to pass and just kind of take notes and see how Pittsburgh plays against the Panthers. Because one thing that I've noticed with the Penguins, and these, this has been the case against in a couple games against the Lightning uh, and other opponents, they, they blew out the Leafs. When they're playing other contenders, they're looking every bit of contender themselves. So uh, if Pittsburgh does get to plus money catching Florida on the back-to-back, I'll be in on Pittsburgh. But for now, and I don't think we'll get that, for now, I'll be passing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that um, I'll be passing as well. Uh, this, is a, this is a coin flip game for me. And um, I'm very interested to see where the market goes here. As you said, if if Pittsburgh gets to plus money, then... Um, then I'll be on that too. If Florida gets to plus money, I'll be on that as well. So um, I think that um, I'm more um, interested in the in the market here than I am in what what happens on ice. The Seattle Kraken are big underdogs. They're playing Toronto, who will also be on the second leg of back to back. Seattle's plus two twenty, traveling to the six. They uh, the Leafs are minus two sixty five at home. The over under here is set at six and a half. This is going to be a pretty funny goaltending matchup. Peter Mrazek will start for Toronto and Columbus on Monday night. If he plays well, I wouldn't be surprised if Sheldon Keefe just goes right back to him. Um, but if he doesn't, then you're going to get Jack Campbell back in that. And if uh, if you're an American listener, you might not know, but the talk of Canada, your homeland right now, especially in Ontario, is, is Jack Campbell's confidence levels. And they are really low right now. He's been pretty terrible for, for quite a bit. So... Um, Kind of like the Penguins and Panthers game. I'm really interested to just watch this game because of where the Leafs are in their season. I think that there's a pretty good chance we see uh, Toronto dip their toes in the goaltending market if neither of these guys grabs this role by the horns. So that's I'm kind of just watching as, a, as an observer, as a someone who doesn't really like when the Leafs win generally. Uh, that's that's 
the hat I'll be wearing, but I'll be passing on the Kraken because I do think there are better underdogs on the slate. I've been on record as saying that uh, Campbell's fine and uh, and there's nothing wrong with him. He'll get he'll get back into form, but I am concerned right now if I'm a if I'm a Leafs fan. I think that um, even if either goaltender puts together a couple of games, they're they have no choice but to but to go after a goaltender at this point. I don't think that with the rest of that roster, they they can take a chance on on their on their goaltending. So um, just like you, I'll be observing. Um, I don't have anything on this game. Maybe the over if for whatever reason it dips in the morning, but I, I don't think it will. So um, I will I will most likely be passing on this game. Yeah, I think the Leafs right now are still 10 to 1 at most shops to win the Stanley Cup. They are a top five favorite still. And that the talent on the roster on paper, they they should be that, especially when you consider the the level of play we've seen out of their goaltenders in the past. But if they do need to address the goaltending, that means that another issue on the roster, uh, namely defensive depth, is going to go unfixed at the deadline in, in all likelihood because they are uh, a cap-strapped team. So I think that number right now uh, is way too high on Toronto. They should be kind of closer to where the Penguins and are hanging out in that you know 16 to 20 to 1 range. And uh, definitely going to be a story to watch for the next few days, especially if they struggle against these two um, bad teams in, in Columbus and Seattle. And then the other thing too is that um, what um, what Campbell's struggles have done is that they've uh, propelled Austin Matthews um, into the uh, into the Hart Trophy conversation there as uh, probably he's um, he should be leading the pack now in 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 fact so I think that if you do have access to him at a at a slower moving book I think that looking at um, Austin Matthews for the Hart um, I I do have some exposure on um, on Connor McDavid from the beginning of the season and. I have added um, Austin Matthews recently as well. Yeah, I guess if it, in a weird way, this is what betting does. Like in a weird way, if you you're holding an Austin Matthews Hart Trophy ticket, you're kind of rooting against the goaltending yeah. for the Leafs um, because it, it it's I think it's a three horse race between McDavid, Matthews, and Igor right now. Um, speaking of Igor, the New York Rangers are plus one twenty five traveling to Minnesota, who are the Wilder minus one forty five in this one. The over under here is six. I think there's a lot of context to give to this game because it can go in a, a number of different directions as any Ranger game can uh, because of the difference between their two goaltenders, Igor Shesterkin, Vezina favorite, odds on Vezina favorite, and uh, his backup, Alexander Georgiev. New York is uh, seven, two and one over their last 10 games and have allowed one goal or less than six of them, two goals or less than seven. Meanwhile, Minnesota is two and eight with a 4.8 goals against average over uh, that 10 game span. Coming into the season, you think those two uh, stats would be flipped because the Rangers were a struggling defensive team and the Wild were one of the best, but that's what goaltending does. However, it does seem like Gerard Gallant did play his hand, a little, tip his hand a little bit, uh, saying that Igor Shesterkin was <laughs> asking for a rest or something after making 44 saves against the Jets the other night. So we could see Alexander Georgiev give uh, Igor a blow here. I think it's a good spot for it. I think the Rangers should be doing everything they can to keep Shesterkin fresh uh, because their playoff spot is not really in danger. They're not, they're, they're fighting for home ice advantage, but I don't think they're going to catch Pittsburgh or Carolina. So uh, there's not too much at stake in their regular season games that they have left, especially against the Western conference opponent. So if we do see Georgiev, I'm actually willing to bet that we do see Georgiev. And I like this wild number a little bit right now. I'm hoping it goes down. Uh, or it can catch a minus 140. But if it is Georgiev, and for some reason the market doesn't move all that much, uh, I'll be in a Minnesota uh, minus 145 or better. What about you? What more can we say about the Rangers? Eh? Yeah. I mean, they're 
they're a significantly flawed team, but Igor is the ultimate equalizer. Uh, probably one of the best seasons that I can I can remember off the top of my head how he's uh, how he's carrying that team. Um, the Wild have been struggling defensively for a while now, and their and their level of goaltending has dropped off. So that keeps me away from um, laying money on on Minnesota, even if Shosturkin does sit. I would expect Talbot to get the start here, which if you combine that with um, Georgiev starting with against Talbot, that is going to put me on the over in that game. But just like any Rangers game, uh, you need confirmation about the goaltending. There's you just can't move on a Rangers game without either knowing or being fairly fairly confident that you're that you're getting the right goaltender for your bet. Yeah, we've heard of you've heard of um, goaltenders winning playoff series on their own, but doing what he's been doing for an entire season is yeah. uh, very different. It's it's uh, Hashik levels of uh, goaltending from from Igor. It's very frustrating for me as an Islander fan. <laughs> uh, enough about him. <laughs> Let's talk about the Dallas Stars. They're even money. On the road, traveling to Nashville, who are minus 120. The over-under here is five and a half. The Stars, they are a team I think we both are have been more bullish on than the market for this season. I, I was even last season as well. I have a, a Stanley Cup bet on the Stars seemingly every year, including this one. I got a 35-1 to one to start the season. It, it was around like 60 a couple weeks ago, but then they go 14-4-1 over their last 19 games with a plus 14 goal differential. And they're back to playing their low event style of hockey. Nashville plays a similar style there. Um, and the goaltending edge, it it's certainly goes with uh, to you, Saros. However, Jake Ottinger has been playing pretty well behind that Stars defense lately. And their top line, especially Jason Robertson, has been on fire. However, I think there's a pretty good sell high spot on the road on a Dallas team that I think is good. But um, this line is just a little too rich. So I actually like Nashville at minus 120. I agree completely. Uh, the Stars have been fortunate in their last uh, couple of wins here, and they are starting to trend poorly defensively for me. I think um, Ottinger has uh, kind of masked a lot of their defensive issues lately. Um, the market has been high on the Stars, but I think that we'll start seeing a reversal in, in sentiment here as they go on the road against a Predators team that is probably coming out of their own little slump here. I think that they're going to start getting back into form. So this is a good um, a, a good spot where um, you want to sell high on the Stars before the market does, as well as um, scoop up any any low-hanging fruit on Nashville here. So if um, if, if we do see Holtby start, I will be buying Nashville. Ottinger does make it a little bit of a more complicated calculus for me, but um, if it is Holtby, I will be on the Preds. All right, we'll move to Winnipeg, where the Tampa Bay Lightning are coming to town, minus 165. The Jets are plus 145. The over-under here is six. Winnipeg is in an interesting spot, I think, for the next couple of weeks because – they seemingly have played themselves out of the playoff race. Uh, hot, as we've seen with the Stars, any hot streak can get you right back into it, and that's what they'll be telling themselves. But it probably makes the most sense for them as an organization to try to cash in on some of their uh, aging players and their core. You've even heard Mark Shifley's name get thrown around a little bit here, and it just, just seems like this team does need a little bit of a refresh. So I, I just wonder where the team's um, kind of psyche is right now as, as they are, are limping into this one against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. But at the same time, this Jets team has been such an enigma uh, for the past couple of seasons that you can just see them having a terrific performance here and playing Tampa Bay out of the building. 
And that's why I would lean towards Winnipeg, but I'm not going to play it yet. And we'll see where this number goes, but it's just this, this Jets team will drive you up a wall in so many different directions. I know you feel similarly about this team. Uh, what do you have for Bolts and Jets? I think you nailed it um, when you when you referenced the uh, Jets' uh, psyche. Um, if you look at this game just on paper and how I know, I've, I've touched on this earlier that I know I'm getting an edge on the Jets tomorrow morning. I think that they have been generating enough offensively for me to look to go against Vasilevsky here on paper. And the Lightning have been fortunate in their in, in their recent wins. They have been getting off to off to slow starts. And even though they have um they have alluded to it and kind of talked about how they can um how how this keeps happening and they need to turn it around, it's still happening. So I do need a better number on the Jets. That is the way that I would look. But um I do worry about um some of the quotes that have been coming out of that camp and uh just kind of how um when you see teams like the Jets who who do have talent who who should be battling or who should be in the in, in the playoffs at this point of the season um we have seen cases where things kind of snowball for 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 a team like that so that's something that I'm looking out for I do need a better number on the Jets the Anaheim Ducks are plus 105 right now traveling to Chicago the Blackhawks coming back at minus 125 the over under here is five and a half I think this game is uh pretty close to a coin flip I actually don't mind even a, a minus number next to the to the Ducks here, but I like Anaheim. Uh, they're four and six over the last ten, but they've been playing a little bit better than that record suggests. John Gibson has been out of the lineup, uh, so just keep an eye there with his health. But the Blackhawks, similarly to the Jets, not that they had the same expectations coming into the season, but uh, their season's over. The trade deadline is approaching, and their new general manager just went on record, I think, on Friday or Thursday or Friday, and said that uh, yeah, the rebuild is coming. And that they're going to have conversations with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. And uh, you could even see Alex Debrinkit. Like there's going to be guys, Marc-Andre Fleury for sure, like that are going to be um, traded in this next fortnight. So the psyche comes into play here. Meanwhile, the Ducks are playing for their playoff lives in a, in a season where they've surprised everybody and they've beaten the odds. So there's no motivational concerns for me for Anaheim. And I do think that these two teams right now, I, I think Anaheim's a better team. So even on the road, uh, I like the Ducks at a plus number. I would go down to minus 105 on Anaheim. I'm in the same boat as you. The um, the Ducks did make a goaltending transaction, so which makes me think that um, Gibson is at least healthy enough to uh, back up tomorrow. So we do need confirmation that he is going to start, um, which which does give me an edge in goal. Obviously on the on the Ducks in their when you compare the current form of Gibson and Flurry, uh, the Blackhawks' problem all season has been scoring goals, and now they've. And now they're also giving them up in bunches as well. So I think that this is um, this is a good situation for the Ducks here. Um, I have been fading them regularly, but at plus money, even on the road now, I think that um, I will be on them as long as I can get John Gibson in net. All right. Uh, and the last game we'll touch on before we get to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, March 8th. The Washington Capitals, they are plus 120 traveling to Calgary who are coming back as minus 140 favorites. The over-under here is six. This is an interesting schedule spot, I think, in, in a lot of ways for Calgary because they just beat the Avalanche in, in a terrific game on Saturday night. Now they're playing the Battle of Alberta against Edmonton on Monday night before this back-to-back. We talked about this a few months ago, that there's something about coaching, I think, that comes into play that we can't quantify. And I think that's this is going to show in, in the situation for Daryl Sutter, who's been doing a fantastic job. He is now the clear favorite to win the Jack Adams. He's two to one at DraftKings. I saw 
uh, yesterday. So for most teams, I'm looking at this spot, like I said, off the high of the big win against Colorado, then you're playing your fiercest rival on Monday night on national TV. And then you play Washington uh, on the back, second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Eastern Conference team shouldn't really mean too much to you guys. However, Daryl Sutter is such a good coach that I don't think that you should weigh that as much uh, as you would for other teams. I think he will have the team ready to go. Um, however, I still think that his caps are nothing at this price. I think you'll touch on the goaltending situation there. But um, you're going to definitely see some big prices next to Calgary's name for the rest of the season. And this one is probably a little too high considering uh, the, the rest spot. Yeah, I think we always need to talk about the Caps goaltending whenever we're where we're talking about them. I do need uh, Vanacek in net. Um, he's clearly the better option right now in Washington, as they've gone back and forth with their with uh, who's the better goaltender there. So I think that Vanacek is is the man there right now. You've you've touched on the flame scheduling. I think um, it is a tough spot here um, going up against the Eastern Conference team after after um, a couple of tough games here. So I do I do like the Caps. Um, I think that um, as of right now, it is um, it is accounted for in the line. So I would need a slightly bigger number, but um, I would be looking at the, at the Caps here as the play. All right. Uh, with that, we'll move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, March 8th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. We'll let you go first since your puck drop is First on the docket, the Vegas Golden Knights, they're minus 165, traveling to Philadelphia. We're plus 145. The over-under here is six. Yeah, so I don't want to penalize the Knights too much because of all their injury troubles. And and my philosophy in sports has always been you you have a schedule, you can only play your schedule. And if you're a good team, it's fine to just beat um, the more inferior teams by just enough just to get through the game. I, I, I have no problem with all that. The Knights have been doing just enough in recent wins, but they've been over the Sharks a couple of times, Ducks and Senators, um, as they've been working through their through their injuries. They do get another scheduling break here with games against the Flyers and the Sabres coming up. So I think that nobody wants to be decimated by by injuries, but all teams go through that. And if you are going to do that, it's good to have it done during the softer part of your schedule. We did mention the last time we discussed the Flyers that they're not playing poorly. I I still don't think they're playing poorly. They just don't have enough right now to beat the better teams. And uh, Vegas, they are starting to trend poorly defensively for me right now. Um, we saw that in the Ottawa game where Leonard uh, basically stole that game for them. And I do expect uh, this to be a wide open affair. We know what we're getting now defensively from the Flyers, even with Carter Hart starting, who I think has had a good season for the most part. He just hasn't gotten any help. So I can't see that changing. So um, I will be on the on the over here between the Knights and the Flyers. Yeah, I've, I've said it a couple of times and it's it's bit me <laughs> that the Flyers have not played as bad as uh, they're being depicted as, I guess, in the general hockey media. For a bad team, their, their numbers are are not terrible. However, this is, uh, like you said, this is not the the team I want to I want to take the shot against. Um, so I'll be passing on Flyers and Vegas unless this number really balloons, which I really don't think it will. Um, my favorite bet, though, <laughs> it's taken this long to get there, but the Arizona Coyotes uh, are our best bet for Tuesday, March 8th. I like Arizona over Detroit for a couple of reasons. This game is being played in Detroit. The Red Wings are minus 170. I don't think that they're playing well enough uh, to justify that number basically against any team in the NHL. 
not even the worst one in Arizona. However, the Coyotes aren't playing like that right now. They are six and six in their last 12, which is a market improvement over what we've seen for them for most of the year. And even though they still are the worst team in the NHL on paper, they are starting to slowly trend up over time. And when you're playing a, a leaky defense like Detroit and you have a relatively hot offense in Arizona, there is a path to success here. Uh, Detroit is allowing 3.75 goals against per 60 minutes at five on five this month. Arizona is putting up over three. So there is a, a truly is a viable success for a bet on Arizona, especially because the uh, goaltending matchup isn't as much of a disaster as you'd expect with Thomas Grice and Alec Nedeljkovic struggling over the past few months. So yeah, give me the Coyotes. I just don't think the uh, this number should be is this high on Detroit against anybody. So the Coyotes, baby, oh, plus one fifty. <laughs> I don't disagree. I I I don't think that I'll be betting on the wings here at this at this number. My my only hesitation is that I do think that that Nedeljkovic uh, he could be finding his form here. But if we do see a surprise Grice start, uh, I will be on the over. But I can't. I wouldn't be able to bring myself to lay like this on the wings. Say that now, but you're, it's going to be really hard for you to not jump in on Arizona. The red hot six and six Arizona Coyotes uh, tomorrow. All right. With that, uh, we will wrap up a, another episode of Line Change, an 11-game slate ahead of us on Tuesday. And we wish you the best of luck with all your bets. <laughs>